Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories in game recaps on Locked On NHL. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, July 26th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go rate the show with five stars. You can also leave a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, what's up everyone? Thank you for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. We got plenty to discuss here on the show today as the chaos just seems to be never-ending at this point of the summer. Uh, today... Each team across the National Hockey League had attended their qualifying offers to the pending restricted free agents by 4 p.m. Central Time. We'll get into all of that and how it relates to the Blackhawks in just a minute here. But before that, first things first, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta start with the breaking news from Friday night. Just ahead of the first round of the 2021 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks acquired defenseman Seth Jones along with a 2022 six-round pick from the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for Adam Boquist, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, and a swap of first-round picks on Friday night. Columbus took pick number 12 while the the Blackhawks fell back to number 32. Then Seth, of course, we all knew this was going to be a sign-in trade if the deal was going to happen. He went on to sign an eight-year extension with the Blackhawks worth $76 million, a $9.5 million AAV for Jones over the next eight years, making him the third highest paid defenseman in the National Hockey League. First, the trade. I know a lot of people are saying the the Blackhawks gave up too much here, particularly with the second first-round pick being thrown in the deal. But to me, at the same time, the the thing that I, I think about is, first, the only player that the Blackhawks wound up losing off their current roster was Adam Boquist. Initially, I thought it was going to be um, maybe Lucas Reichel along with Boquist or, or Ian Mitchell, Philip Kurashev as well. So they didn't lose very, they, the only player off their current roster that they lost was Adam Boquist. Yes, they lost out on their first next year, but they still got to keep the the majority of prospects in their pipelines at the moment. They also still got to keep 2020 first round pick Lucas Reichel who I really assumed the deal was going to be a center, centered around for Jones um, because going into the negotiations, you know, if 
we weren't going to be losing Kirby Doc or Alex Dabrinkit. Those two were untouchable. If we weren't going to be losing one of those two guys, then I for sure thought we were going to have to give up at least Lucas Reichel. And we still managed to keep him along with those other prospects in Philip Kurashev, Ian Mitchell, Nicholas Bodan. Um, so I personally think that's a big win for the Blackhawks there. And also with the second round pick that they threw into that deal, one thing to consider is that the Blackhawks still do have another second in their pocket for the draft next year as well. They had one to part with. So overall, by keeping Reichel, um, I thought the trade overall was pretty fair for Seth Jones. I knew the Blackhawks were going to have to, they were going to have to give up at least one good player. There was no way, you know, it was just, even for a guy like Seth Jones, I know Columbus didn't have that much leverage. He was halfway out the door already, but the Blackhawks were still going ha- going to have to give up someone, and that unfortunately happened to be Adam Boquist, uh, another first-round pick by the Blackhawks that gets traded by general manager Stan Bowman just a couple years after being on stage holding up the Blackhawks sweater. Um, but for Boquist, man, yeah, it was it was tough to see him go. I, I'm very high on Adam Boquist. Most of you listeners out there, if you listen to the show frequently, then you probably already know that. Um, I, I think he's going to be a very good defenseman one day. He's still only 20 years old. He's now already got two years of experience under his belt. Um, I really do believe there's a lot of upside there, and I wish him all the best in Columbus. You know, he's a great kid. Um, It was awesome to see him grow into the NHL here and kind of live with some of the older players, you know, and uh, he was always an awesome follow on social media. Um, So it it was tough to see Boquist go, but to get Seth Jones, you know, it does kind of make saying goodbye to him um, a little bit easier. And then also the the swapping of the firsts, um, that's that's just kind of whatever to me. I know the Blackhawks didn't get to. Uh, it was <laughs> I was a little frustrated because you know all my prep work for the draft and trying to figure out who the Blackhawks were going to take at number twelve all went out the window at that point. Um, but whatever, you know, that to me was going to happen. They were either going to give up a pick or something like this was going to happen. I get the gripe of <clears throat> giving up an extra first, but to me, I think that's that's a little bit worth it considering uh, we didn't have to give up any more players who have already been established in the National Hockey League, and we also got to keep Lucas Reichel, a first-round pick, who we're very high on, by the way. So um, if the Blackhawks are good next year, Lucas Reichel very well could be better than that that whoever the Blue Jacks, the Blue Jackets wind up taking with that first-round pick. Um, but you know, overall, um, I thought the trade was okay, honestly. And one thing I wanted to definitely wanted to be sure to say, one thing to remember, ladies and gentlemen, is that it's always unfair to grade a trade immediately after it happened. And I know it's so easy to get caught up in the emotions of everything because, you know, you're really passionate about your team. I'm guilty of it as well. Um, but one thing I've learned from kind of, being the host of this podcast and covering the Blackhawks the last couple of years is that you can't grade a trade one day after it happened. You got to kind of let things unwind and let things play out a little bit. And it's never just going to be as simple as, oh, this is immediately a loss for the Blackhawks or anything. Um, 
we're probably not going to know if this was a good trade for another two or three years. Boquist is still incredibly young. We have no idea what he's going to be. Um, we have no idea what those picks that Columbus got are going to turn into. We have no idea how Cole Sillinger is going to fare. That's who Blue, the Blue Jackets wound up taking at number 12. Um, and we also have no idea how Seth is going to perform for the Blackhawks. So before everyone goes and loses their mind thinking we gave up too much here, let's just take a deep breath and remember that this still, I mean, this could very well be a win-win for both sides. Not every trade has to have a clear-cut winner and a loser. This could benefit both the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets in the future. So I think it's a little bit unfair to already be declaring this, you know, a, a horrible move or anything by, by the Blackhawks. One thing I am curious to see now, though, is what is going to happen to Dougie Hamilton in the next couple of days, because knowing what we do not, uh, knowing what we do now about Jones's contract, I'm very interested to see what Dougie Hamilton commands if he does wind up hitting the open market. I did see some recent reports of some progress potentially being made between he and the Hurricanes, um, but th that's the only real gripe I could see about this trade for Seth Jones is that if Dougie, if he does go and hit free agency and then goes and signs for like eight or 8.5 million. I don't see that being all that likely. Um, I think he's going to get somewhere around nine or a little bit north of that. But if he does go and sign for like eight or 8.5 million, you know, then I would understand people being like, you know, the Blackhawks, they could have had Dougie Hamilton for less money. And they also could have kept Adam Boquist along with all of those picks. I do understand that perspective a little bit, knowing that we just gave Jones $9.5 million in a full no-movement clause for the next eight years. That's really the only gripe that I could see being fair about the trade. But still, to me, you know, J Jones is the guy I personally would rather have between the two. I know $9.5 million is not great by any means. Um, again, he's the third highest paid defenseman in the NHL now with a full no-movement clause until he's 34 or 35 years old. It's not hard to think immediately to Brent Seabrook and how sour that deal went for the Hawks towards the back half. Um, you know, I get it. I, I know it's a lot of money. I I'm not happy about it either. Believe me, it's for sure an overpay. There there's no way around it. But at the same time, thinking back to a couple of months ago and what I was expecting Jones to get when he first announced that he wasn't going to come back to the Blue Jackets. I remember I actually went back and listened back to my podcast. Um, I said that I expected Jones to get somewhere around 8 to 8.5 million. I, I knew, you know, it's not like a guy of Jones's caliber was going to come cheap. Yes, he hasn't been the the same the last couple of years, but before that, let's let's rewind a little bit to 2018-2019, he was a legit Norris Trophy candidate who was a big part in leading the Blue Jackets over the loaded Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. If Seth Jones can get back to being that guy, then this contract won't feel nearly as bad. 9.5 is a lot, you know, and it's as I said, certainly an overpay. He's making more money now than Kale McCarr and Alex Petrangelo, but if he comes in and is the legit number one defenseman that we oh so desperately have needed the last couple of years, then I don't think the price tag is going to feel as bad as it does at the moment. 
And Blackhawks fans, please do not let that number ruin this moment for you because this is an this is an enormous land for the Chicago Blackhawks. Is it risky as hell? Oh, you betcha. But for the time for the the first time in a long long time, the Blackhawks have made a significant splash and they've they've landed a piece that they've been missing throughout this rebuilding process. Let's not forget that that's a good thing. The biggest need the biggest need for this team heading into the offseason was a legit number one defenseman. And Seth Jones, I really do believe, can be that guy. He's still only 26 years old. He's about to be 27 in October. He's six foot four. He's got great size to him. He's good in his own zone. And he can move like a deer and also has a great offensive skill set. So before we go and say that, go and officially say that this was a bad move by the Blackhawks, why don't we let things play out here for, you know, at least half of a season, if that. And then we can go back and reevaluate and have a much better idea of how this move looks for not only for the Blackhawks, but also for the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, that wraps up my thoughts on the Blackhawks landing Seth Jones on Friday night. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to provide some updates on which restricted free agents the Blackhawks provided qualifying offers to prior to today's deadline. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, and they also have a couple of new flavors right now like strawberry and grasshopper cookie, which is really good if you like mint. And they also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's a capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about the Seth Jones trade by the Blackhawks on Friday night. Moving on now, I definitely wanted to be sure to get you all up to speed on the latest news regarding the Hawks' pending restricted free agents. All 32 NHL clubs had to tender qualifying offers to their restricted free agents by 4 p.m. this afternoon or else they will become unrestricted free agents and will be then available to any other team come Wednesday. So for the Blackhawks, they had seven restricted free agents that needed qualifying offers. Those players were Brandon Hagel, Alex Nylander, David Kampf, Adam Gaudet, Pia Suter, Nikita Zadorov, and Josh Dickinson. And according to reports, first, no surprise here that Josh Dickinson did not get an offer. Um, but along with Dickinson were forwards David Kampf and Pia Suter. Neither Kampf nor Suter were given qualifying offers from the Blackhawks this afternoon. Now, 
before we all go and assume that these guys are officially 100% gone, this doesn't necessarily mean that they won't re-sign. This actually happened to David Kampf once before back in 2019 when he wasn't qualified by the Blackhawks, uh, and then they still went on to sign him. Sometimes this is just the path that teams take, They, especially when they want to avoid arbitration. When it's a situation like Pia Suter's, you know, where this past year he just played alongside Patrick Kane for the whole season that could have potentially skewed his numbers a little bit and in an arbitration case could have gotten him more money than he actually should be making. So maybe that's what the Blackhawks wanted to avoid and it doesn't necessarily mean that these guys are gone from the team. But at the same time with Lucas Reichel and Henrik Borgstrom coming up in the system along with Philip Kurashev, who's a natural center, and then of course Jonathan Taze and Kirby Doc. You know, maybe the Hawks are thinking about letting these two guys hit the market. Although, I would say it would be a tad bit weird to first not get anything for a rookie who just put up solid numbers and be a suitor. And also, um, in a guy in David Camp who they just protected in the Seattle expansion draft. So, maybe they're trying to go this route with those guys. Um, and maybe they're trying to go that route with Camp for a second time in the past couple of years. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what the situation is at the moment with those two, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on now that neither of them have officially not received qualifying offers from the Blackhawks. But as for the other four players, Brandon Hagel, Alex Nylander, and then to many fans' dismay defenseman Nikita Zadorov, all three of those guys did receive qualifying offers from the Blackhawks, but at the moment we're just not exactly sure the dollar amount for any of those three. But the one player that we do know the dollar amount for is Adam Gaudet, because just about an hour or two ago now, the Blackhawks announced that Gaudet has re-signed a one-year deal with a $997,500 cap hit for next year. So just short of a million for Gaudet, pretty much a prove-it deal here for him. But I was really happy to see that because I really liked what I saw out of Gaudet and the small sample size we got out of him in Chicago. I think he's a perfect bottom six player that can not only be scrappy, but can also provide offensive upside as well. So for just shy of a million and only for one year, I thought that was a pretty fair deal for a bottom six player in Adam Gaudet. But now that that's happened... I can't help but think about how this affects a guy like Vinny Hinnestroza, who's set to potentially become an unrestricted free agent on Wednesday if the Blackhawks decide not to bring him back. And for me, you know, considering the limited number of spaces that the Hawks have in that forward group, it's just kind of hard to picture a world where both Adam Gaudet and Vinny Hinnestroza are back in the lineup for next season. And even if both... David Camp and P.S. Suter wind up going to other clubs. Both those guys were centers, and Henestrosa plays on the wing. So bringing Gaudet back, you know, I kind of have a feeling that's the nail in the coffin and kind of is the final clue that Henestrosa may not be coming back to Chicago for next season. But aside from Camp and Suter not getting QOs, there, there's no real surprises here with the forward group in either Brandon Hagel or Alex Nylander getting getting one. Um, Hagel, that's a no-brainer after how well he performed this season, and he also doesn't have arbitration rights, and neither does Alex Nylander. And considering that he's 
coming off of a serious knee surgery and also hasn't, you know, put up exactly the best numbers so far in his NHL career, considering those two factors, um, I wouldn't expect him to command all that much of a raise, probably something even less than what Adam Gaudet just signed for. But as for Big Z Nikita Zadorov, I got to admit, I really have no idea what's going to happen to him. Um, the Blackhawks, of course, left him available for the Kraken in the expansion draft. They wound up saying, nah, I'm good, which, you know, I can't really blame them. Um, and now, uh, I guess depending on what the number could be here, uh, again, we don't have it just yet, but depending on that number, Zadorov could be coming back to Chicago for next season. Um, but he also still could be traded. The, the front office, they tried doing it once. They tried moving him ahead of the expansion draft. Unfortunately, couldn't get anyone to bite. So, um, I don't know what it's going to take to get, to get that deal done. I'm not sure if, uh, the arbitration case needs to go forward first. That might need to happen for any chances of moving him. Uh, I don't know. They've clearly wanted to trade him. So maybe they still do. I don't know, but it's, it's just a weird situation with Zadorov right now. Um, but along with Hegel and Alex Nylander, he, uh, they all received qualifying offers from the Blackhawks today ahead of the deadline. And uh, we also now know that Adam Gaudet will be back next season after inking a one-year deal with the Blackhawks for just shy of a million bucks. All right, that takes care of the latest news. Regarding the Blackhawks' restricted free agents, coming up in just a minute, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is about to take over for the summer. However, football season is right around the corner, and also, UFC is in full swing all year round. So for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you could also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just got done talking about the latest news regarding the Blackhawks' restricted free agents. Now, before I finish up the show here today, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question I want to answer today comes from at Sloan Cole on Twitter. Thanks for taking the time to ask the question, Sloan. Or actually, I guess it's... The name is Cole Sloan, but the Twitter handle is Sloan Cole. So I think their name is Cole Sloan. I'm going to call you Cole. Uh, <laughs> Cole asked, are the Blackhawks going to make any more trades? And is there any more money to go out and get free agents? So 
The Blackhawks, they don't have a lot of money left to spend, especially since they still have to figure out all this stuff with their RFAs, but they do still got a little bit left to go out and get get a couple more additions. And they're rumored right now to still be in the market for both another depth defenseman and also a potential veteran netminder, according to Scott Powers of The Athletic. And if you all remember a couple of weeks back, there were rumors about Marc-Andre Fleury potentially being on their radar, and even a guy like Braden Holpe from the Vancouver Canucks, he was rumored to be there as well. Um, But ever since getting Seth Jones, those conversations have kind of cooled down a little bit. But I do still believe the Blackhawks are looking to add to at least one of those two positions, which is kind of interesting to me because looking at the defense, um, even with Duncan Keith now out of the picture, Seth Jones is there. Um, there's Caleb Jones. We still got both Calvin DeHaan and Nikita Zadorov. All the youngsters, even with Adam Boquist gone, there's still Kalanuk, Bodan, Mitchell, Alec Regula. There's kind of a logjam still at defensemen, so it's interesting to hear that they're still trying to add there. And there's also, if they were to go out and add another veteran netminder, that would also create a pretty big logjam and net as well because both Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban are still on the roster at the moment so interesting to hear that's what the Blackhawks are thinking right now but um it, it they do have the money theoretically to go out and make a couple of moves in this next week the second question I wanted to answer today comes from at 43 sassafras on Twitter or Paul Moskal who asked Paul first? Thank you for asking the question. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Paul Moskal asked, who's the best suitor for Nikita Zadorov? You would think a team would want to trade before the QO is made to avoid compensation. Well, that ain't happening, Paul. Also, if the Hawks don't make the playoffs in the regular season, is Jeremy Colleton on the hot seat? I think so. Well, first was Zadorov. Um, again, as I talked about a moment ago, I honestly have no idea who could be looking for him. And one reason I'm just so confused about what's going to happen is because, well, when the Blackhawks were first in rumored to be trading him, there weren't really any certain teams that were linked to Zadorov or anything. There wasn't a team that was kind of pushing for him or anything. So uh, I kind of have no feel on where he could go at the moment. Um, but he's definitely not getting traded before the QO because, uh, Paul, that happened prior to 4 p.m. Central Time this afternoon. But if the Hawks go on to miss the playoffs this year, I personally do not see Jeremy Calton being on the hot seat unless, unless the season is just in utter disaster because Colleton, he, he just got a contract extension. It's pretty clear the front office trusts him. They kind of have committed to him being the coach throughout the rebuild at this point. So I just don't see that happening right now. Um, And as much as even I may disagree with it, I think Colleton's job is, is pretty safe at the moment, even if the Hawks aren't in the playoffs once again in 2022. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, July 26th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team's favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by simply following 
the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.